Hello, and welcome to another exciting episode of All Fighters Follow Me. I'm Senator Faith. And I'm Enzin Ted. He has recently been demoted after... Events. He knows what he does. <laughs> he knows what he did. <laughs> Events at the Des Moines Prime occurred. Um, so do we want to just start off with an aftermath? Yeah. So we went to Des Moines for the Prime Tournament at Mayhem Games run by Ryan, and special shout out to Justin for letting us stay overnight with him when we drove down. Yeah, we got to got to really do some good uh, Armada chat. And, um, made it a little easier as far as location and the pocketbook and stuff. So yeah, we drove down Friday night, stayed the night, played games. Um, we were fortunate that I really like Armada, but playing four, maybe five games in a day and then having to get home uh, is a lot, so I was kind of glad it stuck to three rounds. There were only... Yep, we were... only ended up with 24 players from Iowa, Minnesota, Chicago, and Wisconsin. And, and I think uh, we might have had a few other Kansas, people. Kansas. Nebraska. Sorry, Nebraska. Nebraska. Kansas, Nebraska. Yeah. A really good turnout. Yeah, so really, really good, diverse Midwest group, um, partially because some of the other cities hadn't gotten their own primes this year, unfortunately. But maybe in the future we'll be looking at a little better spread for that. We can maybe travel around a little bit more even. Or we can be like Chicago and get two primes. We're not bitter. Not bitter at all. Anywho, so first round I played against Josh, who is a longtime Armada player, and he was flying a Sloan list. And he had a Quasar... A raider and two gazantes. I know he had an architens. I saw yeah, that. Yeah, architens and two gazantes. Yeah, so he had a kind of an interesting, almost uh, it looked a lot like the world's list that um, Tokro ran last year, where it was like the quasar with an architens. Did it have centicore on it? I don't believe so. Okay, so he wasn't using it as centicore boost. But also, he had with a salon list a million tie fighters, just generics. including. Including Mahler, okay. along with Jendon and Merrick. Okay. So, I was running a, modif a slightly modified version of my classic Akbar list. I named this one the Akbar is Backbar. And the main difference between the last list I played is that I was using A wins, A wings as my fighter ball. Tycho, Shara and two generics. And then for ships, Mc80 Assault Cruiser, a Mc30 Scout Frigate, CR90, and Medium Transport. Yep. So, uh, like you said, very much, very similar. I think there were a very couple upgrade, little upgrade twists and turns and then the new squadron. A few. Yeah, I... I like playing Akbar in a tournament setting. It's one of the lists that I feel most comfortable with. After this one, I'm thinking I might go back to squadrons or I might try some other cool things because apparently there's new cool new things coming out, there huh? There are cool new things apparently though. Apparently there's cool new stuff. New ships, even? Possibly? Well, can FFG do that? <gasps> can they? Amazing. Anyway. So for our uh, game, our game, the objective 
that we played was Most Wanted. I probably shouldn't have done that. I was going to say you were first player. I was first player. Um, and I picked his objective. Of course, with Most Wanted, second player gets to pick one of your ships, and then if it's killed, you get double the ship cost for in your points and you get an extra die against it and then he and then the second player also gets to pick what their most wanted ship is so they usually pick something less valuable yeah it's often on a flotilla often on a flotilla in this case it was on a flotilla that mm -hmm. i didn't even kill so i did manage to get his architens and one of the transports okay he had slicer tools on a Gazanti that kept coming at me, so I wanted it to be gone. Yeah, and Slicer Tools is a rough one. Yeah, it is really rough, especially since I wanted to be engineering, and he kept giving me squadrons after all my squadron squadron commands after all my squadrons were dead. I yeah, Slicer Tools is a is a very interesting upgrade. I generally find it very unfun to play against because it is something that takes choices away for a player and I mm -hmm. I think a lot of the fun in Armada is getting to plan out and like have your plan go to fruition and just something being like hey guess what your plan is just gone yeah I find honestly kind of rude but um <laughs> so rude not looking at anyone in Armada at all <laughs> but but anyway another thing that if you can't tell I lost this round thing that went wrong for me is because he was playing a very squadron-heavy list and I wasn't so much, I did get to tie his squads down for maybe two rounds Yeah. with my A-wings, but those quickly dissolved, and then his fighters descended upon the Mc80 like a school of piranha yep. and completely gobbled it up. So I ended up tabled, and he got double points for Baby. my Mc80. The Mc80. So that kind of negated any points that I managed to kill, and I ended up getting 10 one Yeah, that's not a great one. I, I also had a rough scoring round, but I I think a more fun game. I mean, like. the game was fun. Okay. It was actually very dynamic, and there was a while there at the beginning where I felt like I was really posing a threat. Mm -hmm. okay. The Mc80, it was just that once my squadrons finally bit yeah bit the dust I mean, that shara taiko and two is a a solid like road bump but that's all it is it's gonna if it, there's a legitimate enemy squadron threat they're gonna go down quickly yeah um but anyway your first game yeah so my first game i actually got to play justin who i had uh Despite being at a number of tournaments together, like Primes last year at Twin Cities, the Chicago tournament he was at, um, but we actually got paired up first round, and he had a Maidine list with a Assault Frigate, an MC-75, and an MC-30, I believe that sounds right, yeah. And then uh, two Gazantes, Strategic Advisors, so he had like six activations, no squadrons. And my fleet that I've been running um, is a... Kuat, an interdictor with projection experts and targeting scramblers to support the Kuat, a raider with Corvus and Iden, and the whole works there, uh, a Gazanti with comms, net, Hondo, just to, to do token support, and four generic TIE fighters. And our game, what, he 
I won bid and went first, because he had six activations or something bananas like that. Plus um, some good last firsting ships like Admonition. So I took first player um, because I could not allow him to be last firsting me with that much of a deployment or activation advantage. And I end up taking his sensor net, which I haven't played, or not sensor net, sorry, um, salvage run. And salvage run is one where the station gets put in the middle, and then there's all of the obstacles are within distance five of the station. And then there's a couple tokens that are worth 20, there's four tokens worth 20 points each placed at distance one of the stations, so it's all clumped up there. And so I got to graph shift reroute the obstacles around, and the obstacles include a couple dust fields. And I was playing Jerdrod. So we were playing this crazy peekaboo game between these <laughs> dust fields with these insane maneuvers. And we went from sort of a standard deployment to our entire fleets, both of them, clumped up into one, like, you, you could fit it into, like, the square space of a single range ruler, practically. Just they, a mosh pit. They were just smashed in there. I'll make sure I get some uh, pictures of it posted up on the Instagram for us. Mm -hmm. And then... By round five, we were spread out across the entire board again. It went from standard three by, you know, you get that kind of like, hey, there's a six by three play space. We're going to play in this three by three. It went from three by three to one by one to six by three. I mean, we had his MC-75 <laughs> off in one corner with my interdictor chasing it and his admonition chasing my interdictor. His assault frigate towards the other corner with my radar and ISD coming around. Just got scattered. Just everywhere. Um, and because of the dust fields, the rounds that we were in close when our ships should have been tearing each other to bits, we didn't get any attacks. Yeah, because that's a special rule with, dust, with fields, dust fields. Yeah, dust fields, if your line of sight is drawn from your ship to an enemy ship through a dust field, you cannot. your attack is just nulled. You cannot make it. Um, so it came up to his... My interdictor kind of coming around after his uh, MC-75 after Vader ripped um, electronic countermeasures off of it. And I kind of got trapped in this spot where the interdictor got stuck behind the MC-75, uh, overlapping it and then overlapping an uh, asteroid. And then his admonition came in hit me with a side flank and then landed. So I lost the interdictor and he got three of the four objective tokens i only got one so it went from a like pretty close like six five to him to a nine two so we neither of us did super well for start i had an absolute blast jason's a, a great sport very very meticulous player and we had like oh, i said a delight <laughs> yeah really nice guy um head and you know thanks again for letting us crash on your couch um mm -hmm. along with andy and chris we had a a whole armada slumber party in his basement. Yep. Um, <laughs> but yeah, and it was a super dynamic, really fun game that just kind of, the last, it was round six, and it was like me forgetting to pop my dip caps or something like that away from being able, oh, I remember what it was. It was, I was going to ram his admonition and then land on a rock, or I could Jerdrod turn around and I thought I was only going to be in the side arc of Admo, but I was in a double arc plus in range of the red dice from his MC-75 with three hull remaining. It was, yeah. it was pretty done. So, yeah, lost the flagship. But, yeah, really good game. Um, I got a couple pictures of it I'll post up. It was, it was pretty crazy. Yeah. And then second round, 
was a bit of a shocker. Yep. So we got uh, we got paired up second round. Yeah. To to play against each other, which Ted versus Faith. Which half the the tournament in the know of our situation laughed a bit, and then the other people kind of looked around like, "Why does that matter?" Um, I think they figured it out eventually, but yeah. So we got <laughs> um, we got matched up uh, with my Jirjar list and her Akbar list. Yep, and we played Doomed Station so, for our objective. Faith got to go first. I got to go first. And it did not go well. I thought it went great. Quiet, Ensign. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. And so we pretty much deployed very much to one side of the board. My admonition, Mc30, was able to get in and get a few good shots off on your ISD. Yeah. Which I was very pleased with. And then it kind of looped around and was trying to make some other shots, but I don't know, it was just kind of almost. It got, got a, out of, it, got it out was of going way. a little too fast there. A I think you needed fast. a little more nav on it. And then my Mick 80 got latrapped between your ISD and your interdictor and the graph. Well, actually, it was my. I jumped my raider right in front of it. Oh, yeah. There yeah was so also my, the... my entire fleet convened on your MC80. Yeah. And uh, unmade it. You did take out the raider with. Ah, I did. Yeah, I did have I to. I slapped that raider right out of the air. Yeah, the raider got stuck in the grav rift range, and instead of being able to jump across the MC80 to get into its rear arc, or defiance's its rear arc, um, it sat right Corvus, in close range. Yeah, Corvus jumped into the side arc, out of targeting scramblers range. I was saving myself a lot of damage on targeting scramblers. Even your first shot with admonition on my ISD, I was able to targeting scrambler. That um, is true. And I was also actually one upgrade that I didn't mention with Justin's game. I was I tried out expert shield text, which is a new uh, generic officer upgrade that when you are attacked, you may spend a when. You can resolve the redirect token as reducing the attack by one damage instead of changing it to shield. So you had XI7s, and I just said, well, instead of even shifting that to another shield, I'm just going to reduce a damage, and then I'll have those shields there to push to my front arc later. Um, I did get my gross. just my <laughs> front arc of my quad into the um, MC80. So I was able to camp the Doom Station for the whole game. I killed your MC-80, Jaina's Light, and your Flotilla, I think? Yep. And our, our squadrons just kind of... I believe you took out my squadrons and my raider. Yes. Uh, did you get my Gazanti also? Yeah, yeah. I, I also did Gazanti. get to blow up a Gazanti. <coughs> that was fun. Uh-huh. But Between... still, after... With Doom Station, you get victory points for ending the round. Closer. Closer to the station and with the most command dials close within range one. So Ted definitely had the advantage with that. I, just, and I scored an entire Star Destroyer worth of points off of the objective. Pretty much. So once again, Faith got 10 one Was it a 10 Pretty sure it was a 10 one Oh yeah, it must have been because they had 9 two the first round and went in with 12. So yeah, so... So yeah. So I got demoted and got to sleep on the couch. No, he didn't sleep on the couch. Slept on the couch. John, you're listening. I hope. Uh, I definitely slept on the couch. 
Well, he did not. <laughs> um, All right. Yeah. But, and it was sort but of he is like, demoted. And I will say, episode. like, I was, I, I will mention this now. I was actually looking at playing a Dominator list. I was talking, you know, Victory Lap. Um, the reason I went back to the quad is there was rumor of it going to a four-round tournament. And I was like, okay, Dominator's pretty fun, but I don't know if it's four rounds of a serious tournament fun. Um, so I went back to my classic list, partially because the weekend before the Primes, Faith and I played a practice game and she annihilated me. Yeah. Nom, nom, nom. Yeah. Akbar loves Dominator. Yeah, yeah Akbar <laughs> turns out erases Victory Star Destroyers, but anyone playing since Wave 2 is probably knows that. Um, but then, yeah. But yeah, so we got a game and I mean, we... We had, had fun. fun with it. It was a it was a well played game generally. Just I got some some good traps off and um, mm-hmm. like Doom Station is one of the the is like the objective I made my list to play. Yeah, again, I probably should have picked a different objective, maybe advanced gunnery. But I was looking at that ISD and I said nope. Yeah, once you lose electronic countermeasures and a kuat is double tapping you at close range, this is bad. It's just bad time. So. But yeah, so then we went into round three, and I played against Cameron, who was uh, relatively new to the tournament scene. He had played with another one of his friends who was there, and we had a pretty fun game. He was flying uh, Vader Double Simon. Along with an Arc Tens and only two generic TIE Fighters. Wow. So he had most of his points in the ships, and I was scared of those ships. But my um, A Wings were able to take out the TIE Fighters yeah, pretty well. That's a the poor matchup for the TIE Fighters. They were tied down for a little bit, but I was able to. Oh, our objective was Solar Corona. Oh, okay. I was actually playing second player, and he, he, chose, he chose my Solar Corona. Oh, okay. Against Akbar. I mean, that's a decision you can it's make. A it's, solar um, Corona is often a kind of a, like demi safe objective, but it's really boring. I really don't like that one. <laughs> it's, uh, it's it's like boring and then frustrating. So, but then again, as a Jerdrod player, half the time, even if they chose my solar corona, I've like turned around by halfway through the game and I'm shooting into my That's own true. corona. So, continue. But, uh, yeah, I've been choosing against some of the other ones that I had going, like mm-hmm. um, Advanced Gunnery. Yeah. And, gosh, what was my other one? Didn't you just Those play Contested Outpost? You had Solar Corona contested outpost and most wanted, right? Yes. Because you just you use the uh, alt yes, art I use objective the cards, like the, the, the special cards. scrolly ones. They're very pretty. Um, <laughs> Nostalgic, even. Oh yeah. Most aesthetically pleasing, and I actually ended up tabling him. I was able to get some very very good dice rolls with Akbar against the ISD and uh or sorry against both Simons and also very early on I was able to get my um Mc30 up to pop external racks and run off 
Okay, so you got that really big damage spike early where you able to like flank around and keep on shooting like the rear arc as the game went on? Or? I believe so, yes. Okay. And in the end, he did end up, I believe, killing my CR-90. Okay, I mean, a, and a, a I, Simon killing a CR-90 is a, a matter of, are you in my front arc at any range? You don't exist. And uh, I'm trying to remember if he got Admo as well. Okay. I mean, if you tend one, probably not both, because it's a 300-point spread. That is true. Yeah. So, uh, maybe we got the CR-90. Maybe the flotilla? And I think also the flotilla. Okay. But it was a fun game. Cameron was super great. And playing those double ISD lists, a lot of times you just kind of hear the Kill Bill sirens. Just... Oh, how am I going to live through this? Sure. Well, and I feel like Double Simon is a strong build. However, I don't know that it really holds up well against Akbar. No. Because Akbar is throwing probably at least as many dice from more, more uh, points. So, I mean, like you said, he kills your CR90, which Simons are kind of <laughs> good at. As it turns out. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I ended up taking 19th place. Okay. Cameron, unfortunately, did come out at the bottom, but he got to walk away for with this really cool 3D printed Mandalorian helmet. Yeah. That was kind of statuette. Yeah. Now I'm also, and now I'm actually kind of regretting winning because I kept <laughs> seeing that on the prize table like I want that yeah um, they had that out they, they had some really great uh, raffles and extra oh, yeah. additional prize support mm -hmm. um, but your round three yeah my round three I played against Aaron uh, who is from Omaha and he had a, a double large radis list so he's running the new radis and he had a home one like actual home one MC80 assault that had uh, Radis on it, and then you had two GR75s, Bright Hope and Quantum Storm with just ComsNet. And then he, he, he stored in a Liberty with quad turbo laser batteries. And quad turbo laser battery says when you have an accuracy, you get to add another dice. With an, or when, you roll, when you have a red accuracy, you get to add another red accuracy to your dice pool um, for free. I, I mean, past like eight or nine points the upgrade costs but what happens is with that home one gives it an accuracy adds another accuracy and then he had sw7s as his ion instead of rerolls so all of his blue dice just automatically got counted as damage and his red dice would generate his accuracy accuracies for him mm -hmm. uh, so i i put we played my advanced gunnery and he put advanced gunnery on his uh, mc80 and i put my advanced gunnery on my kuat and second player advanced gunnery on that Kuat, I think we mentioned earlier, is scary and you didn't choose it. Um, <laughs> so I, I put Corvus kind of in the middle, put my TIE Fighters down. He had no squadrons. And then I put Corvus way off to a flank. And he was he had engine techs on both of his MC-80s, both the Liberty and the home one. The Liberty didn't have a title. And so his... His MC-80 was cutting across super fast, which we haven't had many people playing MC-80s with engine techs recently. Or it's never been often in our meta, because you're one of our main 
MC80 players Woo. and don't tend to run it. But so I wasn't used to this thing just blazing across at speed three. So I tried to I cut it off with my interdictor and put some ties around to kind of trap in the where the Liberty had to place. Um, but he was able to put the Liberty in. So the Liberty and the MC80 wedged in my interdictor. I might have been able to get around if I positioned a little better, but I did actually. My Kua was still coming in, and I really needed to get his advanced gunnery ship with those sweet, sweet points and his commander and all the upgrades on it. Um, so my interdictor got, got into the thick of it and traded some heavy blows, and then my Kuat came into the side. The raider came around, and he almost got his uh, home one out. After he, So he, we, we traded a bunch of shots. Um, my interdictor went down, and then he tried to get his MC-80 uh, home one. So my, my Kuat came in, stripped his ECMs, um, or no, that happened after, I think. But yeah, no, my, my co came in, stripped his ECMs, um, hit him twice, didn't kill him by, like, a, a damage after ramming, even. And he's able to reinforce blast doors, blow up my raider, and he, he, like, got a solid navigate in and was... Like, we had to call uh, Ryan over to make a judge call on it because the, it was such a close maneuver. Like, his Liberty's shield dial was, like, a millimeter under the back plastic of his MC-80, mm -hmm. and he got rammed back in front of the Kuat. And so I destroyed his advanced gunnery ship. He destroyed... We, we destroyed every each person's, like, entire fleet, um, except for my Kuat and his Liberty were just kind of flying off, being like, yeah, screw you later, I guess, um, in the end. But since I destroyed his, my interdict, my flagship interdictor, my raider, my Gazanti, did not match up to the points of just his destroyed MC-80. Uh, Liberty? No, his flagship home one oh, sorry. with advanced gunnery on it. I scored, like, 280 points or 290 points just off that ship. Oof. Then is two flotillas, so it was a seven four to me in the end, and it, like, like I said, it came down to just this tiny measurement that kept his ship in range of me for me to destroy it. Otherwise, both of his ships would have just flown off and it would have been flown off into the sunset. Completely different game. So, so yeah, I ended up taking an overall of sixth, and then we had Woo. so first first place uh, was Nathan, who is. I believe Aaron's brother. He was down for the uh, Twin Cities Primes, and he's he's really fun to talk to, and it was it was good to see him uh, doing some good with the Empire. And then second was nice guy. It's just a shame he's got to play Empire. Uh huh. Mm -hmm. um, second place was Justin. So mm -hmm. my only loss was against second place. So I don't feel bad about that. I mean, he he was really flow through a close game. He and uh, Chris, who came in from Illinois. Um, who we, we, we saw at the Charity Tournament and the Twin Cities Primes and the uh, Des Moines Primes now. So we, we spent mm -hmm. a lot of time with Chris recently, and he's been a lot of fun to to chat with, get to know, and throw ideas together. He was playing his Ravager list, and he and Justin played a really close, bloody game at the end, I believe, there. Um, but, you know, you lose a Superstar Destroyer, you, you lose the game. Mm -hmm. And... I did think it was funny that out of 24 players, only two Superstar Destroyers showed up, and they got matched up first round. Oh, that was... I was on the table right next to theirs, and they were literally set up 
face to face, just having a little slap fight. Just like, just. It's it's almost like when a super, when two super star destroyers go, it's like one of those anime things when the two characters are just like throwing a billion punches at each other on each side, and then one of them just finally like falls over. Yeah, it's whichever one has the strongest like you know power of friendship wins. Which I think went to the guy who with the squadrons, so... No, Chris won that one. Chris won that one? Yeah, the other guy was no playing squadrons? a big, big uh, squadron swarm. We can take this part out. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> we got... But yeah, so... Sixth place. So they, they had some excellent like store, store prize support. Um, had some extra alt arts from the... Actually, Justin brought some uh, of the alt art stuff from the Las Vegas Open Up that he got, so... I've got one of those in the raffle, and it's gorgeous. Yeah, it's really nice. I might have to start playing an ISD2 again. Um, so, but yeah, that's it for Aftermath. As far as um, hyperspace entry goes, though, today we were able to get in and pick up... The Starhawk and Onager. So the the Onager looks... It, it's nice. It's a little small for a large ship. I, I'd say it might even be smaller than an interdictor, which is a beefy medium. It's pretty light too. Yeah, but it's also a big space gun, and that's with engines, and that's about all it does. So it, it kind of makes sense that it's a little more on the small side, but then just has like a really heavy battery. I'm interested to get yeah. that on the table. Its superpower is yeet. Yeah, kind of. Um, and then, actually, no, yeet <laughs> is Ezra Bridger's superpower. And oh, Ezra, that's true. Actually, that was one thing that came up in my and Justin's game. Justin has Ezra Bridger, so in the middle of the game, one of the debris fields, or one of the dust fields, moved. <laughs> and just completely <laughs> mucked up all our firing arcs even more. Um, God, that was, a, that was an insane game that had, like, no shots. But anyway, the Starhawk, on the other hand... Is a chonk. An absolute unit. Yeah, the thing is massive. Oh, I love it. He's beautiful. I could... I could hurt somebody with how huge. I mean, it's light. It's plastic, but it's a hollow plastic. But it's a hollow plastic, but you could do some damage. I mean, it looks did, like a turkey leg. It, I love it. If we made a mold of that and then made it out of you know like even just solid plastic or lead, um, like straight up kill somebody. Oh yeah. I am so excited to play with this new toy. Yeah, I actually just put together a new, well. It's not a new list. It's my old list with the flagship traded out for a onager, but it looks really fun. So, but one thing I've been looking at is is doing a little more squadron. So maybe trying to find like an, a squadron onager build that I like would be also interesting. Mm, that could be fun. Might have to use, might have to use some uh, VSD on that. Don't think of dominator, but I'm really excited to get to use the salvo ability. Yeah, salvo ability. I've I've heard. I've already seen some people talking. Like, man, I was going to attack this ship to finish it off, but then it had salvo, and I didn't. Like, I only had like two hull left, and <laughs> so it's like it's a deterrent in the form of. I hit back. Yeah, it's like you can hit me, but you're also going to go down. It's counter for ships. Yeah, it also works against squadrons too. I'm, but yeah, I'm I'm interested to play that one. I'm really curious to see how the onager shapes the meta as far as like, hey, uh, it's round one, I shot one of your ships in your deployment zone. Or it's round, it's we're deploying and if you put a ship here, I'm going to shoot it in your deployment zone. It's going to cause some really interesting things with the activation game. Yeah, I I actually, 
might revisit my Kraken list for that because it's like, haha, <laughs> you blew up my one like fifty point Corvette. Good thing I have six more. Release the Kraken. Yes. <laughs> All right. Um, well, that is it for us today. We are an Armchair Admirals podcast. Also, make sure to look for us on Instagram at AFFM Official. I'm Ensign Ted. And I'm Senator Faith. May the Force be with you.